Malachi's name means messenger, and he prophesied of other messengers who would come. Of course, John the Baptist stands out as one primary fulfiller of this prophecy, but all of us, in some small way, can be messengers who prepare the way of the Lord. In this episode, our final this season, and our final weekly episode of our podcast, we reflect on five years of podcasting and the messages we have learned, loved, and hope to share with you. Welcome to the Scripture Study Project. We are your hosts, Krista and Zach Horton, and this is our podcast where we study Scripture with you. Our goal each week is to help you discover new or renewed excitement for God and His Word, invest your heart and personal life into your study, and connect with others as you teach and learn together. Friends, welcome to this week's episode. We are delighted to be here. Not only excited, we're delighted. (laughs) It is our last episode of the year of the Old Testament. Can you believe that we made it? We're studying in Malachi today, and we're just grateful we made it this far. How are you feeling, I wonder, out there? (laughs) I think we need a collective church-wide pat on the back for making it through the entire Old Testament. I don't know if we've ever—in fact, I'm I'm confident we as a church have never— had this prolonged and in-depth, unified focus on the Old Testament ever. We've studied it in Sunday school or seminary, but um, to do it like this has probably never been done by maybe any Christian church, meaning a church-wide, week-by-week focus. Uh, that's that's an impressive achievement. And especially in all age groups, because mm-hmm. we're from primary clear up yeah. to um, Sunday school for adults. And I know, Zach, you mentioned this a few weeks ago, but a conversation that you had with someone of another faith who you told about the study, and they were shocked to hear that we had studied it in this fashion, but also probably maybe a little impressed, like, oh, they study the Old Testament Mm -hmm. too. It's not just the Book of Mormon, which sometimes people can think about. So anyway, I think that there's reasons to rejoice this Christmas season, not only for the holidays and for Christ's birth, but we did it and we're just glad to be here. We say that a lot, I, you know, as we talk about like this episode, this is our last episode and we'll talk about more about that later, but we say a lot in our episodes how excited we are to be here and this week is no different. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I said delighted. Well, it is a unique study for us and it's a unique book. Malachi is a really unique book um, in the Old Testament, especially among the minor prophets. He's placed chronologically at the end, um, so we don't have to do any time jumping back and forth to get to what he's teaching. And as excited and delighted as we are, uh, Malachi is a book about disappointment. Uh, Malachi, this is the Jews have returned to Jerusalem centuries before Malachi writes. They have rebuilt the temple uh, and are living in Jerusalem. And despite that incredible miracle that they have been working up to for millennia before that, uh, they've started to slip backwards into old habits, into uh, into their previous ways of turning away from um, from their God, from obedience to the commandments that uh, they're, they are supposed to follow. And so Malachi is kind of a book about, uh, about disappointing endings. Um, we're, 
as we record this uh, and as you listen to it, right in the middle of the Christmas season. And I was thinking about this week and thinking how much work we put into Christmas. For me, it's a huge, uh, just a big deal. It's my favorite holiday. Um, for you, Krista, it's a lot of a lot of focus and attention and work and Christmas cards and everything. And and I was wondering, do we do all of this because we're so afraid of disappointment? And I think part of it for me is is that right. I yes. I spend so much time <laughs> researching the perfect gift for someone because I don't want it to be disappointing. Right and. I have had many attempts at giving certain individuals in my relationship gifts that they may or may not have been very pleased about, and so, so I don't want to. I don't, don't want to accuse this me of that. <laughs> but I, I um, that's what was going through my mind as I was thinking about this um, of how we handle disappointment and what Malachi's answer is to that. And so to give just a brief overview, we want to do something unique with this episode, but we want it also to be helpful for your study this week. Malachi is structured uh, in a chiastic fashion. If you're familiar with chiasm, uh, that's the uh, Hebrew writing form where you take something and you mirror it in the text. So you take a point, point A, and it shows up at the beginning of your text, and then it also shows up at the end of your text. Then your second point, point B, shows up after point A, and then right before the re-emphasized or the reiterated point A at the end. And you build up until you meet in the middle. You have point A mirrored by point A at the end, point B mirrored by point B right before the end, point C mirrored by point C right before point B until you get to the center of the piece, which is the most important point. And so you have this building anticipation for the climactic message and then the reiteration of the messages leading up to it. Um, And so Malachi follows that format, which I find fascinating and I think gives a great insight into our study. So I wanna give just an outline of that to point at what the key message of Malachi is. So, Malachi's first point that he makes is right at the beginning in verse 2, where he expresses the word of the Lord, saying to Israel, I have loved you, saith the Lord. At the very end of Malachi, he reiterates that message and talks about hearts. That's the verse that talks about the heart of the fathers turned to their children and the heart of the children turned to the fathers. So love is this first point and the last point. Then, Point B, if you will, is found in chapter 1, starting around in verse 6, where he points out what has gone wrong, what's been disappointing. Despite the Lord's love, they have, the people have, in verse 6, the priests have despised my name. They have, verse 7, polluted the bread upon my altar. Um, They have, verse 8, offered the blind for a sacrifice, the lame and the sick, Um, He'll say in verse 13, Behold, what a weariness, and you have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts. You have brought that which was torn, and the lame and the sick. In other words, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They have just grown really relaxed and kind of casual about it. The offerings that they've given, they're not giving them with full heart and full obedience anymore, uh, which is a big part of the disappointment. That message is reiterated close to the end as well. We know those in the famous verses on tithing. 
You have robbed me, says the Lord. Wherein have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You haven't been offering yourself and offering those required sacrifices the way that I have asked for them. So that's point B that's mirrored. Then point C, which is the climactic center point. And it starts in chapter 2, verse 4. And you shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you, that my covenant may be with Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him of life and peace. And I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. This covenant, in verse 7, was to be carried by a messenger of the Lord of hosts. And then in chapter 3, these verses are likewise fairly famous. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, saith the Lord whom you seek. The Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant. Two messengers there. One, the messenger preparing the way, and the second, the messenger of the covenant. The messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Um, it's not only is it the center, but uh, the word messenger, uh, you want a fancy phrase, is an onomonastic pun, meaning the name Malachi means messenger. Malachi in Hebrew means messenger. So Malachi, the prophet, is being used to highlight the central point that there will be a messenger who will come and prepare the way before the Lord, which we know to be John the Baptist. And then the Lord himself will come and be the messenger of the covenant and will fulfill the covenant so that man and God can be tied together eternally. So that's the central message of Malachi. And I think a great frame for your own study. A lot of good questions that you can ask as you study. But I'm not gonna, we're not going to give you a question and we're not going to dive any more into the study. In fact, we're going to do something completely selfish in this episode. This is our final episode of the season, and it's our final episode of the Come Follow Me week-by-week study of the Scriptures. Um, and so with that kind of final episode feeling, what we wanted to do is review um, the, the message that we have hoped to share throughout our podcast and lessons we've learned as we've studied and tried to share our study with you and, 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 and been able to benefit from your study shared with us. Well, one thing I've learned, and this is maybe a less serious one. I'll get to my real one in just a minute. But um, having Zach as a co-host is a great thing. Because he told me he just was going to say like a couple a couple lines. Or he hadn't, he hadn't really gone. We've become very scriptless with this. Um, we were actually speaking of you know, five years ago when we started, um, we were looking back at some of our beginning episodes and we had it very scripted out. And now we... we color-coded text at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And now we don't. But um, Zach's always like, well, I've got a little thing I can say at the beginning. And he's definitely carried us through the Old Testament. And I'll get more... I'll, I'll give us... I'll give a little more detail on that later. But first, um, I just wanted to share... And Zach, Zach read this verse or alluded to this, that it's kind of the beginning and end message of the book of Malachi. And it was the first thing I highlighted, in part because it's verse 2. But the idea of the Lord saying that I have loved you. And I think as we look back on 
the messages of the Old Testament, um, the messages of the scriptures, is that this, that God is there. I think the scriptures are a place where we can find God, where we can find that he is faithful to us. And they're a place that we can be reminded of stories of other people of how they found God. And that's something that I treasure in the scriptures and things that I find myself going back to. And I probably none of you have hopefully been this critical of me, but sometimes I think I um, kind of go back to the same themes, you know, the same themes stick out to me in chapters of scripture or in certain books. And maybe I've talked about the same thing, but I think we're all a little like that. Um, and so I think that's a good message to remember is, is just that God loves us. He doesn't give up on us. And I think that is not only one of the great messages of the old Testament, but the great message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, we've we've talked about that a lot um, in our study, and hopefully shared it in the episodes that the scriptures perform at least two functions for us. One, and you've talked a lot about this, they show us God's interaction with people in every situation, and that's where the Old Testament maybe perhaps shines above any other book of scripture. Is you want a book of people whose lives were just messed up. And yet God still talked to them, worked with them, had patience with them, um, and wanted to covenant with them. The Old Testament is your book. And so the scriptures show us that God is always there for any kind of person. But then as we read scriptures and we interact with him and we're able to receive revelation that he shares with us through the scriptures, it also proves to us that God is still there for us and that he shows up. Uh, and still wants to speak and work with and inspire us in our everyday life. And I think if that's one lesson maybe encapsulated um, for me has been that if you come to the scriptures with that in mind, if you come looking for him, um, I think that that's, that's what you can find as, dare I say it, crazy as the stories might get in the Old Testament. <laughs> Well, that actually connects to one of the messages I have felt really impressed as I've studied over the past couple of years and as we conclude here. It's the reiteration of that point at the very end of Malachi, the well-known promise that Malachi will come and turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers. One of the things that we, I think, came across not when we first conceptualized the podcast, but as we began studying, we became very aware that in order to have a meaningful and powerful scripture study, we had to transcend a mere mental exercise. We sensed when we first began, and now there are even more so, resources available to us that will point out patterns and uh, histories and insights in the scriptures that are fascinating. And we all love those. We love when we can highlight something or put a cool cross-reference or a footnote or a quote. Um, we love the contextual perspectives and the, the bit of history that adds um, some light and understanding to the scriptures. So there's nothing wrong with that, but we sensed that there's more in the scriptures than just something that inspires our mind. And so we began exploring what does it look like to study the scriptures, not just in search of what we can learn, but in search of what the Lord wants us to feel, to turn our hearts to him or to others, what the Lord wants us to do, and maybe even what the Lord wants us to become. 
And that really opened up our scripture study as we began looking for not just cool insights, but things that made us feel truth or motivation, uh, things that guided our actions and answered real life questions, and then, and then insights or doctrines or principles that outline for us who we want to become. Um, and so for me, that's been one of the big maybe takeaways for me that this uh, experience has changed in me is it has completely changed the way that I study scripture. I study with that whole soul self in mind. Which is interesting because I know, I know when we began, um, and this was the year previous to Come Follow Me, um, I know that we began with wanting to share a different type of scripture study and not, I don't really know how to convey that exactly. We wanted to show, I, I know for me in that aspect, what I was pretty passionate about from the beginning was that you didn't have to be a scriptorian to have God talk to you in the scriptures or to feel to feel motivated and excited and to feel God in the scriptures as using that a, a part as a part of a way of growing closer to God. And, um, and that came from, you know, obviously being someone who didn't know much about scriptures, I do not consider my, myself a scriptorian, um, even though I'll admit to feeling a little disappointed at the end of five years of this, I should feel more like a scriptorian. Um, but I think that I was, I wanted to represent that. I wanted to represent that um, not only that, not only you don't have to be a return missionary or you don't have to be a seminary teacher or you don't have to be someone that reads hours in the scriptures and is, you know, 75 years old and has done it in their retirement to be someone that can feel something in the scriptures. And so coming back to where we are now and what I've learned and kind of this idea of maybe that we formulated, I don't think we knew in the beginning this, um, what we started to call, and if you've listened to us for a few years, then you know this, the learn, feel, do, and become part of scripture study. That's what the scriptures are there. They're help. They're helping us become more like him and helping us to see things. Um, if we're talking about themes that I've noticed just in this, I, I'm really motivated by this scripture in Matthew 13, 15, um, talking about, well, I'll just read it. For this people's heart has grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing and they have shut their eyes. Otherwise they might see, otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn back and I would heal them. I remember that for me being a really um, big piece of this learn, feel, do, and become is that, you know what, people can look and look and they can <laughs> listen and listen. But if you're not listening with your heart and having that, that soft opening for him to talk to us, it doesn't matter how much you know about the history of Jerusalem or the history of whatever people or country it is. Um, but that God can talk to us and that your heart is a very important piece of learning. You know, that reminds me of something we've mentioned multiple times. Um, we refer to the scriptures as the living word of God. And part of that, of course, comes from our understanding that um, we still receive revelation through living prophets and apostles. So we don't have a closed or a dead canon. We have an open canon. But I think it also connects to the reality that when we come to the scriptures with this open mind and heart and soul, that they become alive in that God can speak to us in the very moment that we're reading using the text of the scriptures. This isn't the same thing as us reading something and then trying to figure out how it applies today. 
This is us coming to the scriptures with questions, not just of the mind, but of the heart and of the hand and of the soul. And then the Lord answering those questions through the text that we're reading. It's a really remarkable experience. And I think all of that is geared towards, and this is my maybe final message that I um, have really enjoyed understanding and hopefully sharing. I think all of that is geared towards the Lord's desire to help us become more like him. This is Malachi chapter 3. It's always been one of my favorite passages in the entire Old Testament. He says, um, well, just to back up a bit, remember that message B that Malachi shares is that the offering that's being given is, is polluted or broken. There are lacks in their offering. And so he says in verse 1 that we've already read that the messenger of the covenant will come and then asks in verse 2, who may abide the day of his coming and who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Now, fuller's soap, they used to clean cloth and to make it white. And we understand that image that the Lord can cleanse us of sins and iniquities. But that second image of being a refiner's fire is different. It's not the same thing. It's one thing to be cleansed. It's another thing to be refined or sanctified. And he explains in verse 3, He shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He shall purge the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Notice he's not purging the offering. He's purging the offerer. He is sanctifying um, or making sacred or holy the person giving the offering. Um, I remember reading a story years ago about purifying silver and how in order to purify silver, you had to hold it in the hottest place of the fire and that you know that it's purified when you can see an unmarred reflection in the silver. And I think that same image is what the Lord is drawing upon here, uh, that through our experiences with him, he will purify us so that we reflect his image, that we become more like him. And as we have studied, one of the things I have found most meaningful for me is I have felt the Lord doing that to me through the scriptures. I can't count how many times I have been going through experience X, Y, or Z in my life, whether it was us moving across the country or dealing with the pandemic, only to find things in the scriptures that help me to change, to guide my change, and to help me become something more refined and better than I was before. Well, and certainly on a on more on more personal levels too, not just with those big things. Yeah, the day by day. I think that's part of why we were so excited. And I don't know if we knew this when we started, but we were really excited about the idea that we call our podcast the Scripture Study Project. It was something that we were going to work on. It wasn't a finished product. It was something that we were going to build together and kind of work at week by week. And I don't think that just included us as a project. Like we wanted this to be something that we, with whoever happened to listen, that they felt like this was something they could get onto and really improve and change their own project of scripture study. And I, I agree. I hope that that doesn't feel like something that the word that I use that you've probably heard me use a lot is floaty because <laughs> Zach mentioned, you mentioned that Zach, that, um, that that experience is uh, amazing. It's mm. unlike anything else when you experience it. And I think that has been our message of this project that is to help to show you 
maybe and help you through some of the questions that we've discussed here on the podcast as we've studied chapters by chapters um, is that it really is possible. It's interesting because I think that kind of sounds floaty, but it's not. It's a very real thing that um, happens when you're in the scriptures. And certainly knowing the, the histories and knowing these interesting things um, is helpful. Um, but I hope that one of the message, messages that we've con- that we have conveyed through this is that it's possible for God to speak to us in this very living way. Um, and I know that through those, through those ways, we really can change because God is very invested in each of us. Even if that change doesn't come as we, as we hope it would. I know <laughs> I've, I've alluded to this a little bit, but the beginning five years ago, I mean, I think, I mean, sometimes I'm like, why did we even start this podcast? Like, what were we thinking? Oh yeah, we'll just do five years of weekly podcasts. It'll be great. And me maybe having a very naive view of like, oh, I can do this and I'm going to be so smart at the end. It was, maybe it was all very vain of me. Like, but I know that that has not been the case. Um, I think maybe even these last year or two, um, have been really challenging for me. And I promise that I haven't ditched Zach on some of those episodes for that. It's just, it's been a lot. Um, and this has been a commitment that we made it. And I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us that we did that. Even if it's been, sometimes I don't feel as proud because I feel like, oh, it didn't, it didn't meet this expectation or it didn't meet that expectation. But I think we can feel that in our own lives. Um, which is why, um, coming back to that idea of growth and change that, God is very invested in who we are and he can help us change. It's never in the ways that we think um, things will happen or maybe it's usually not, but I think that he's He's there with us. Yeah. Well, we were talking about this before, but that uh, the idea in Malachi 4 verse 1 that talks about roots and branches, we've kind of latched on to a lot of the gardening metaphors as they've shown up in scripture. And you've talked a lot about that, of understanding um, growth in terms of not just the visible branches that we see, but sometimes the roots that are underneath that aren't as visible and uh, sometimes not as exciting to see growth there. But I think we've kind of seen that in our experience over the past couple of years, right? Some some branch growth. We've been able to connect to a lot of really incredible people. We, we had 3 million downloads of our podcast and 15,000 people that listen each week, which are really incredible branches. But I think the more powerful things have been some of the roots that we have seen grow mm-hmm. underground, right? Yeah, that are maybe more visible or invisible, especially to other people, but often to ourselves, that those things are a lot harder to measure and a lot slower. Um and so maybe we even need to pray for more of those experiences to see ourselves the way that God sees us. Because again, if we could start and end, start with your scripture, remembering, start with your scriptures, remembering that God loves us and he's there for us. And ending again with that is the remember that he, that he's there for us. He loves us in our weaknesses, in our triumphs, and in, our, in the, the whole growing process, roots and branches. Well, before I say thank you for studying with us this episode, I want to talk a little bit about next episode, if there is one. Um, We don't yet know. We know that this is the last episode of our weekly Come Follow Me uh, podcast. When we first started this, we were just going to do four years of scripture. We started the year before Come Follow Me, 
And then when Come Follow Me came out, we decided to align with the, the weekly pacing there. So we backtracked, did New Testament, then we did Book of Mormon again. So we ended up doing five years, a whole extra year than we originally planned. We've loved it. Uh, we really sincerely have enjoyed so many of you that have reached out and we've been able to connect with and get to know. We've loved hearing about your study. We've loved the, the impact this has had on our own study. And we feel like that part of our journey is complete. And we also know that there are an incredible amount of other resources out there for you to continue your weekly study. And, and uh, we love those resources as well. So um, we're going to take a break over the holidays and reassess and kind of ask ourselves what we feel um, should come next. We started this because we felt prompted to do it. And uh, we want to kind of see what comes next. And so this might be the last time we talk to you. And if it is, then thank you for being with us. Um, if it's not, then stay tuned. And next year, we'll let you know kind of what we're thinking. Yeah. And this hasn't come with any bit of like, oh, yeah, we need to decide what we're doing. I think we're just very much in the process of um, needing a break and wanting a break. Um, but also not ready to officially say goodbye or knowing what's next. So this feels like a good thing to do. And I, I still think um, we haven't closed the chapter on our, on our Instagram page. So you can follow up with us there. That's at Scripture Study Project. Um, and yeah, stay subscribed and maybe we'll be back. <laughs> it definitely won't be weekly. We're ready to be done with that. But thank you so much for um, supporting us and being with us. Happy holidays. And thank you for studying with us this episode.